I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. As art fights back, AI faces a new adversary: Nightshade. Well, by now you must know the drill. AI is mainstream, and so is the possibility of it replacing our jobs. Earlier this year, Sam Altman had himself acknowledged that jobs are definitely going away, and no one has experienced this threat of AI replacing them more directly than artists and designers whose work ironically was scraped off the internet in the first place without compensation or consent to train the AI image generators. And this is precisely where Nightshade steps in. In simple terms, it is a data poisoning tool that attacks AI models seeking to use online artwork for training without regard for the artist's consent. Okay, so here's how it works. If you run an image through Nightshade before uploading it, say on Pinterest, it will imperceptibly alter the pixels in the image to change its structure. And while you and I might not be able to tell the difference, machine learning models work differently, and they will see something else altogether. Basically nightshade can make AI think a dog is a cat a hat is a cake and a car is a crow and with enough of these corrupted samples these models will mislearn prompts and malfunction once poison data enters the training sample it would even be harder for AI to unlearn since each poison image will have to be removed manually this tool nightshade was developed by a team from the university of chicago headed by professor ben jao who is a staunch critic of data scraping Zao's team had previously released another tool called Glaze, which modifies an image's pixels. Of course, the modifications isn't visible to the human eye, but they conceal unique artistic style from the AI models attempting to identify them. Nightshade, as you see, goes a step ahead. It doesn't only protect the image; it also corrupts an AI model's training data. To me, honestly, this is sick. I mean, truly iconic. And as Zao explains, both these tools have been developed to assist artists in safeguarding their work from major AI companies such as OpenAI, Stability AI, Google, and Meta. Some of these companies have used artists' work to train their Gen AI models without obtaining consent or providing compensation. While a few of these companies have now started to offering opt-out options for data scraping. The procedure can still be too burdensome for artists, and at times these requests are still disregarded. But these tools still have a long way to go. As Tech Review reports, Nightshade is yet to be peer reviewed, and the team itself says that it would require millions of corrupted samples for a successful attack. But the team does hope to stay ahead in the game. It has made the tool free and open source, so that it keeps evolving to match the pace of AI companies and make sure that they can't make an anti-venom. After all, as they say, you cannot separate the art from the artist. For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 26th October 2023. What is the future of oil? Are we anywhere near phasing it out? Well, it depends mainly on who you ask. If you trust the word of the International Energy Agency in short IEA you will be convinced that the global demand for oil and natural gas will peak before 2030 and then start declining but if you ask oil giant Chevron CEO Mike Worth 
He'd say the IEA is not remotely right. He told the Financial Times about IEA's prediction and I quote, we live in the real world and have to allocate capital to meet real world demands, end quote. And then if you turn to oil cartel OPEC, short for Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, they'll say these IEA forecasts are uncertain. And if countries and companies go about underinvesting in oil and gas drilling, and then the demand for fossil fuels don't go down as expected, boy, you'll be in for some complete energy chaos. Now tell me, whom will you believe? Will oil prevail or will green energy finally take over? Actually, let me complicate this for you a little further. OPEC and Chevron have vested interest in oil. That's a no-brainer. And the International Energy Agency has made inaccurate predictions in the past too. For instance, in 2016, it asserted that China's demand for coal had peaked. But as the New York Times notes, China's coal use later soared to new levels. Anyway, us hypothesizing about the future of energy is all fun and games. But what matters really is where big oil is going to lead. Two mega deals that happened this month offers us some clues. We heard around the 11th of October that ExMobil, America's biggest energy company, has struck a $60 billion deal to buy a smaller Texas-based oil company, Pioneer Natural Resources. And now this week, Chevron, which is America's second largest oil company, is all set to buy a New York headquartered energy company, Hess, in a deal worth $53 billion. So basically, two mega deals in a month indicates that big oil in America is rapidly consolidating. Probably because it's the only way forward. Now you must be wondering why it is so. Well, as a white paper by energy asset manager Kimrich points out, there are too many public energy companies in the US for the level of investor interest, which is understandably low at the moment. So most probably investors won't even consider energy firms with market values below a certain threshold. In a way, it's best for smaller rivals to get acquired by major corporations. For giants like Exxon and Chevron, companies with massive market capitalization, These acquisitions provide a greater grip on America's oil lands and assets, especially at a time when the world outside is increasingly volatile. We might as well hear news of more acquisitions and mergers trickling in following these two deals. Besides, these are all stock deals, which means the mountains of cash that ExxonMobil and Chevron have at their disposal remain untouched. It can be used to reward shareholders or invested in exploration and production. Now, circling back to the original question, what is going to be the future of energy? This trend of big oil spending money on getting bigger instead of embracing green energy clearly indicates that America's largest oil companies are betting against IEA's predictions and believe that demand for oil will remain strong, at least until the mid-21st century. The Financial Times also notes that even Western governments will quietly prefer the presence of domestic oil producers to meet long-term oil supply needs in a bid to ensure energy security. And by the way, what does it say about ESG? The principle wherein companies and investors shall do things which are environmentally and socially good? For years, as Professor Ashwat Damodaran wrote in the FT recently, ESG pressures have led publicly traded fossil fuel companies to divest more fossil fuel assets. But apparently, not anymore. And before we go our ways, I'll leave you to the thorny question posed by Damodaran. Is it any surprise that after trillions of dollars invested in fighting climate change, we are just as dependent on fossil fuels now as we were a decade or two ago? You decide. 
If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal dot co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anup Sembal. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Produced by me. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the Signal dot co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 